Hey guys, um, sitting down today with Oscar McMahon from co-founder of Young Henry's and we're just here at Young Henry's to have a chat and mate, thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure mate. No problem. Mate, so I suppose to start off, I mean, it's one of my favourite beers and uh, I'd just love to hear, I suppose, the backstory and, and how it all started for you guys and, and, you know, from the early days, how you got into it, I suppose, and your journey, I suppose. To yeah, cool. Well, um, I guess there's, there's, there's sort of, there's two sides of it, right? There's the initial phase and then there's all of the work which is more relevant to the products that you're drinking now and the company that we are now. Yeah, right. So, in the initial phase, um, like like all good startups, the idea happened over a beer. Yeah, you right. know, like literally, oh, I was working yeah. in a pub, and Richard, one of the other co-founders, um, he was a brewer. Yeah. He, I was working in the pub around the corner from his house. He'd yeah, come right. in all the time. We actually first bonded over music. Funnily enough, yeah. Started talking. You know, oh, into beer, yeah, cool. Started a beer appreciation club, um, which was basically, you know. Um, so you were brewing at the time yourself? No, he was. Oh, he was. No, I was okay. just working in a pub and was like yeah, really right. getting into craft beer. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was also playing in a band, yeah. which, um, funnily enough, the, uh, Rich used to play in a band as well. So yeah. the, the fact that both of us played in bands was a just, it was a like point of contact. Yeah, connection. A, a connection, yeah. you know, yeah. and sort of has played out and has become a really big part of Young Henry's. Cool. Um, but yeah, one night after Beer Club, which was basically, we it was word of mouth. Yeah. You know, Beer Club started about, probably about 11 to 12, yeah, about 11 years ago now. Yeah. So at that time, there, the beer, the beer landscape was very different to how it was now. And that was when was that? Nine years ago? Just eleven. Eleven. Yeah, years eleven like years that. ago. Yeah. So, so beer club was basically just we would come up with a theme, and we'd tell people about it, and they'd all come, and we'd basically just have five different beers. You pay twenty bucks. Yeah. And everyone gets to taste five different beers, and you just talk about them, right? Yeah. Right. And then after beer club one night, I'm cleaning the bar. Rich is sitting at the other side of the bar. We're both drunk. And he said, like, how cool would it be to make a beer company that was in contact with the people drinking the beer like Beer Club is? Yeah. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. So anyway, we, the next day we, we, um, we caught up on the phone and um, like, yeah, you know, like, you serious? Mm. And then just sort of started working towards this, this idea of you know, a beer company that was cool and interesting and yeah. in touch with people and in touch with like the people around the locals, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the, that's, so that's that initial phase idea and you know, where the concept came about. Yeah, almost, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and while Young Henry's is absolutely still that nucleus idea of mm. making beer that resonates with people and being in contact with the people that enjoy your beer. Yeah. That is still absolutely the truth. Oh, for sure. Even from, from looking from the brand outside in. Oh, that's cool. I can see that for sure, man. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. the really exciting thing, I think, is the fact that in the nine years we've now been operating, we've managed to attract 
team of really interesting, wonderful, mm. like-minded people who make our beers better than ever. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Who come up with better marketing ideas than we ever did. I mean, you can see it, bro. Just like you can see it, like just walking around and seeing your team. Yeah, yeah. the same like-minded people. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. and yeah. so many, um, so many people from Young Henry's. They're passionate, creative people. You know, yeah. there are so many people who are in bands. Like, a lot of annual leave is taken to go on tour. Yeah, you wow. know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we did a rough count one time of how many bands there are in Young Henry, and it was, <laughs> it was fucking heaps, yeah, you know? Right. Wow. And, um, you know, artists and designers and yeah. people with, you know, all these little side hustles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's really cool because being a creative exciting company you yeah. need to hire creative exciting people of course you know yeah. and and that that makes the company culture and the brand identity like you you can't just set a brand and say this is our brand identity and therefore when you come to work for us you have to fit this no correct. you mm. let people be themselves exactly yeah. Yeah. a brand actually needs to have flex a brand mm. needs to a brand needs to give something to someone who works for you, yeah. and also they need to give something to the brand. Yeah. They need to enhance it, they need to progress it. We always say to someone when they start working for Young Henry's, like, if, if you come and start working for us tomorrow in a sales role, for example, yeah. Yeah. All of your, to, to all of your customers mm. and to all of your friends, yeah. you will be their version of what Young Henry's is. Of course. You yeah, know? Yeah. And so, like, with that, there's, like, quite a bit of responsibility, but sure. there's also, like, we're also trusting you to... A bit to, of freedom. A bit yeah. of freedom and yeah. a little bit of, like, yeah. you know what? We, we see you as a part of this brand sure. from day one. Because um, you can't always be there. Obviously, something you not. say is representing your brand. The people are obviously involved in it are the people necessarily representing the brand more so than what you would be because they're probably out on the fields or they're out on the ground and they're, you know, talking about it more and, you know. It, it, yeah. Exactly. And it, it was a really, it was a really funny uh, example of that the other day where not only can you not always be there, but sometimes you're not really the relevant person to be there. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, we had this bar crew from the Stain Hotel and they all, um, they all came in for an afternoon on the mm. beers, doing a brewery tour and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Bunch of young bartenders who were psyched, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, two of our sort of younger um, salespeople, they were like, oh, look, Oz, can you come down and just say hi to everyone? Yeah. You know, give them a bit of a welcome. Yeah. You know, we're, like, we're looking after them, all this sort yeah. of stuff. And, um, and so I, I came down and they're all like, drinking and chatting and stuff and I was like oh hi guys I just wanted to like what, welcome you all here thanks for taking your time out yeah. and coming in and they were just like yeah yeah cool man whatever like, and I was like <laughs> I think like they don't give a fuck yeah. and, you know, yeah, yeah. they don't give a fuck about, about yeah. me and hearing this story of like back in the day when we started the business yeah. they're like no like I like hanging out with your like young salespeople, and then like that's Shane from DZ Death Race who fucking works for you yeah, guys like wow. they were all just excited about connected to that sort of person yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so it's it's really nice when you just when you actually realise like oh cool I'm not uh, we're not actually that important yeah <laughs> you know it's yeah. like it's really nice that someone else can represent the brand almost better than you at that fucking time oath, yeah, man. at that time fucking yeah. oath that is, yeah. and that is yeah. so um, that is actually so sort of like enlightening and yeah, of course and it's powerful too it, yeah. it is yeah, like yeah. wow man to, to that young crew 
the people that work for Young Henrys mm. are more Young Henrys than I am. Yeah. It's like, well, go forth and like, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it was good, yeah. man. It was yeah, really cool. good. So, so I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave everyone else to do. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So I suppose after the beer club and stuff, there was the discussion about look, getting it going and mm. things like that. And then well, what happened from there? Did you just sort of start planning or anything? Or just yeah, one, we, step, one sort of foot wrote, up the other? Or? We wrote a basic um, business plan. Yeah. It's a funny thing about a business plan is that... I reckon very rarely a business plan is actually indicative of the actual business. Of course, yeah. yeah. You know? It's, it's like, weird, isn't it? Yeah. But what's on paper versus what's in reality yeah. is like, yeah. yeah. But it's a really good exercise to go yeah. through, especially yeah. if you're trying to raise enough money to build a brewery. Yeah. You know, you need to have something which people can touch and feel and get excited yeah. about. And, um, and you know, we, we had a couple of hurdles initially. You know, with um, our first site didn't work out, and then we had some council issues here. But you know, what I love, what I loved about those early years is that we, we built the brewery. So, when we, the was the idea? Sorry, just was the idea to start? Did you start like almost like a bar sort of thing, or did you start straight into the? I mean, obviously with the beer club, you're already sort of doing it anyway, brewing. But was it like, okay, we're going to look at doing a bar to, to, to start the whole process? Yeah, or was it more doing the brewery from day one? And originally, then, it was going to yeah. be a brewery and a bar. Yeah. And um, we couldn't get the bar up off the ground um, due to a couple of council things. We yeah. wanted to have a kitchen and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. We didn't get the DA for the kitchen. So we were just like, okay, cool. Well, we've built the brewery, so we're going to yeah. just wholesale. Yeah, right. And... We didn't know how to do sales or, yeah, yeah, right. you know, like it was just, yeah. like, it's, it sounds, it sounds crazy to think about it, but we didn't have a marketing strategy, we didn't have a sales strategy. Yeah. We just, we built a brewery, we started making beer, we started going out and talking to people that we knew. Yeah, and right. through working in bars and pubs and um, through having friends through the music industry and like, if you... When you start a business, you, all of you, all of the people involved, you all look to your networks. Mm. Like, who do I know? Yeah. Who do I know that can do something? And For sure. That, yeah. that early, the early phase of business is very much leaning on people that you know and your network. Yeah, of and, course. You know, yeah. that's, that's what builds you up. And mm. it's really interesting that as you scale from that sort of very startup model and you grow and you have to mature and um, it changes it changes how you operate. Um, and you know, it's like some of the rules that apply in the early days, you can't just lean on friends, you know, yeah, it's like, it's well, a different beast now, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're sort of too big for that. It's like, yeah, yeah you're, you're our friend, but we actually need to have a mutually beneficial yeah, yeah. Uh, partnership. And um, it's cool. I think one of the things I, I have really enjoyed about Young Henry's is that we've all, we have all grown up within the business. Yeah, right. We've all yeah. learned so much. Yeah. And when you have a startup, uh, you just if there's if there's an issue, you have to learn to solve it because yeah. chances are you don't have enough money to pay a pay consultant somebody, to come yeah. in or yeah, you know yeah, whatever. Yeah. So all of us, you know, and I'm talking about all of our crew. Yeah. If you're in a business that is achieving. I think on average for the last nine years, you know, except for that whole pandemic thing, um, we were 
achieving like 20% plus growth year on year. Yeah, right. Wow. That's fucking tiring. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone within the yeah. business has to has to evolve at that rate exactly yeah, and adapt you know yeah, and yeah. that is hard and yeah. that is tiring and sometimes the people that were great in the early days just people who are multitaskers mm. you know people who are just like like what's going on yep I'll, I'll grab that I'll grab that yeah we're doing this tomorrow fuck I'm in there you know yeah, yeah. and as you as you the business grows you sort of go from these multitasker sort of mindsets into specialists of course and that can be really that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and yeah. that can be a um yeah, I noticed a friction that point. Yeah, I noticed that too. And it's, 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 it's interesting that. And I think it relates back because even my background as a chef, being in kitchens and being in a busy kitchen, and like it's almost like you start off with multitaskers, the same thing, doing multiple sections. But then once you get a volume in, it's like, hang on a minute, whoa, you need to just do that. Yeah. I need to just do this. I need to, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're the salad so, guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're getting that busy, just stay there and do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's almost the same sort of thing, I suppose. Once you get that volume into a business, that you need to have those, yeah specialist sections taken mm. care of rather than everyone multitasking. And uh, that, that, yeah. that's exactly right. You yeah. sort of... I think starting a business is chaos, right? Mm. You sort of just... Everyone's just... Yeah. You know, fucking... You're in there. The you're ground, just, doing whatever. Yeah. Doing everything. Yeah. Doing everything that you can and everyone's, yeah. you know, tired and stressed and so much adrenaline and excitement. And then, you know, that's the trick of scaling up is... Mm is learning what what different people are good at, what people what different people want to do. Yeah. Um, and it's it's great that so many of our people have endured and have been a part of the ride and yeah. there are so many people that you know you know, look, we're we're a business. We don't keep we don't keep all of our people, obviously. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's normal. Yeah. There is but there are so many people from Young Henry's that I'm still really close with mm. that have gone on to do some really amazing things yeah. and I feel really proud of um, both the mark that they've left on our business but mm. also the things that they've learned and they've gone on to yeah. you know, start their own beer companies and start uh, or to be you know, people in wine businesses and charities and yeah. you know, like I think about, about 10 different great um, breweries, some wineries, you know, like, yeah. it's... So almost the things they've learned along the journey with you that they've managed yeah. to, to move on with. And, and yeah. we're, 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 we're not, we're, we were just a step in that yeah, of course. trajectory, yeah. but it, it's a really nice thing to see so many people going on and doing brilliant things and yeah, knowing that we've sure. been a part of their yeah. life. Um, yeah. It's actually a real, that's a real point yeah. of pride. Yeah, absolutely. In, in some yeah. ways, and I guess the other thing is that the average tenure of a young Henry staff member at the moment is three years. Wow. Okay. You know, so yeah. we've got um, we've got a whole bunch of people that are five years plus. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, which that's still good, man. That's it's great. Very, that's a very long like exactly, yeah. and that's as a company average. Yeah, you know, definitely. that means yeah. that we're doing something right. Yeah. Culture is a moving beast. You yeah. know. Um, you get some things right, you get some things wrong, and culture is not a set and forget thing. Of course, yeah. you need to keep feeding into it yeah. and keep, I guess, tending to it and being mindful of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that workplace culture is one of the things that 
Young Henry's does well. I was going to say that. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and 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 I, I, that's not that's not us as business owners yeah. claiming responsibility for that yeah. because company culture comes from everyone. Yeah. You know, for sure. And just the way that even. Um, but I suppose like attracts like too. So absolutely. you guys have got to sort of have that in the beginning in order to attract those sort of like-minded people, I suppose. Of course, so, and yeah, that, yeah. that's definitely a part of it. Yeah. But and if you but if you get if you get enough people who all believe in the same thing and all treat people with respect mm. and yeah. like with good nature, that becomes this self-perpetuating thing. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. you know we had a. Um, we had a, an event last week where a few of our staff from other states all came yeah. in for it as well. And a couple of our pub customers were in having, having some beers with us yeah. as well. And one of our pub customers turned around and said, are you aware how unique it is that all of your crew hug each other when they see each other, when like mm. when they greet each other, it's like hugs and handshakes. Yeah. And I noticed it, it with you just before, mate. I don't know if he just started his shift. That guy downstairs behind the bar it was just it was a big like handshake and how you going? And, you know, it's just, yeah, it, it's really nice to come to work and feel For like sure. you're working yeah. amongst friends. It's family, you know? it, it is. Yeah. It's sort of yeah. I, there's um, <laughs> it's, that's a funny thing, right? There's there's different leadership styles. Um, it's what I've been told. <laughs> and uh, and it's really funny that there is there's one mindset is you run you can run a business like a family, and the other business uh, the other the other mindset is you can run a business like a um, like a high performance sports team. Yeah. And I think I I kind of think that um, we sort of we kind of like dip sort of both. into both yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, but I suppose that's not a bad thing. You just take bits and pieces of work from both, you know what I mean? Or whatever's natural, I suppose, and natural progression as well. It's also uh, different, yeah. it's also different depending on um, your department. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not like in a brewery, everyone is a brewer. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. got a marketing team, a brewing team, a quality team, a logistics team, an accounting team, a marketing team, yeah, right. a sales team. Wow. You know, so, and then us dorky directors. So, <laughs> you've got eight different mindsets yeah. within a business, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So to get, you can't get the same results. Like there's no one size yeah, fits all sort sure. of management style when you're yeah. talking about that many different, you know, different mindsets. Yeah, certain, and, uh, certain areas need, like some need performance. Yeah. I mean, everyone needs performance, but some areas need more performance than others, like the sales area. You know what I mean? Where I suppose the operational side of it is a bit more, you know. Exactly. You know, you know our, our lab team, that's about meticulous time, data, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. whereas, you know, the, the sales thing is about, like, positivity, like, yeah, yeah. go, 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 yeah. like, you know, like, like um, that, that, that team mentality is really yeah. important because quite often they're on the road by themselves actually dealing with rejection quite yeah, a bit. Of course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that feeling of yeah. being a part of an entity and being respected within that team is, is yeah. really important for, for them sure. to sort of be able to maintain the positivity that you probably need when to in that, that front line. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Marketing team, they need enough space to do the churn and burn of the job, but also find time to be creative. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. um, it's cool. And th you know what? That's what's rad about our roles as directors of this business, getting to sort of um, 
as soon as I ever see all those little yeah, different personalities a, and different and yeah. be a part of all these really interesting different um, yeah. little parts of the business like yeah. you know brewers like the mindset of a brewer is a really interesting thing yeah a brewer is it, it's it's like a chef it's it, like a trade mm. you know it is about meticulous repetition yeah. but it's also massively creative massively creative yeah yeah you, can you see know that, it's yeah. exciting it's yeah. creative it's fun mm. it's hard manual labor it's sweaty you need to have a science mind right. you need to actually understand data and yeah, uh, right. biology and so it's a really interesting vocation because yeah. it to be a really good brewer yeah. you kind of need to have a really specific mindset wow yeah. okay Cool. I'm not a very good brewer, by the way. I was just going to say, so out, of you, out of you guys, who in, I was, is the brewer is... Richard is really good at um, the the science side of brewing. Yeah. He's a very great technical mind um, and is fantastic at coming up with recipes. Yeah, right. And comes up with some really great, quirky um, beer ideas. Yeah. Um, and, and not just beer ideas like a recipe, but like a concept. Yeah. Um, Jesse Searles, our head brewer, he's really good at writing recipes. Right. Um, so, so and really good at leading that, a team. Just on that, when it comes to writing a recipe for a beer, what, what, how is that approached? Is it like, you know, these are the certain hops or certain things and these go with that? Is it almost like creating a dish, I suppose, so when it comes yeah, to like a food dish? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a. You know how you know how a baker can can make different types of cakes yeah. that are you know as long as they understand the basic the principles yeah, yeah, and yeah, the ratios. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, um, a good brewer needs to understand balance. Needs to understand what different ingredients give. Yeah. Uh, need to be able to assess different um, sort of variables like. Um, the fermentability of a certain malt or the alpha acid uh, percentage of a certain hop, whether they're using a hop for bitterness or aroma. Yeah. You know, uh, it's basically, you have to understand the properties, work out what you're trying to achieve, and then create something harmonious. Um, I'm not. I'm not very good at. I, I can't yeah. write a beer recipe that's any good. I can't yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And but one thing that I have become good at, mm. and quite a few of us have become good at, is through smelling and tasting and assessing beers all the time. A good beer, right? Is yeah. is fine tweaks. Right. You know, is actually like smelling and tasting. Going, hey, we need to dial this up a little bit. Dial mm. that back. You know. Yeah, right. um, so that's a really fun part of the job. But I think. In the early days, Richard and I were. Um, Richard taught me how to brew, right. and um, we were both brewing together. And I, I was okay at it, as in when it was just like this is what the job needed to get done. Yeah, almost. this is what you're doing. Yeah, you just yeah. get in, and you, um, yeah. you know, you follow the process, and you can't be on your phone. Like you need to actually be. You present. need to actually be present yeah, in it, yeah. and that's one of the things I really miss about brewing. Yeah, is right. That you you just it's almost like that you're sort of like distracted from the outside because yeah. you're just focused on you that. Yeah. Just need to be in that moment. Yeah. You need to be in yeah. that process, yeah. which is really nice. And 
why neither of us brew anymore is because the fucking phone doesn't stop ringing and you know <laughs> the emails don't yeah. stop you know so yeah. and and look actually to be completely fair like the brewers that we have brewing now are much better brewers than yeah. us they okay. they yeah they are smart they're a smart young crew our head brewer is 30 years old yeah and he has um made our beers better and our production facility more efficient than ever before that's awesome um our head distiller is a girl named carla yeah and she has taken our gin and spirits and finessed them and actually helped us win a gold medal uh, at the San Fran Liquor Awards for our gin. When was that? Just recently? Uh, 2019, I think. Yeah, wow. Um, How good is that? It's really good. It's really good. So, um, it's... That's one of the joys of... That's one of the joys of a business when you get to bring brilliant people in and, you know, like... It's almost like you kind of, like... We helped get it to here, and then yeah. you bring in all these people, and they've got it to there, and somehow people still look to us and go, "Look at what you've yeah, done!" It's like, wow. man, we got it. We did that. Yeah, yeah. All of these other people did the rest of it. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was talking about yeah. before. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, like, sure, there is that startup phase where, where yeah, okay, yeah. cool, we were in it then, but we can't take responsibility for all of the rest yeah. of it and I feel incredibly proud to still be a part of it yeah, wow. and be a part of their bigger yeah. ecosystem but yeah. there's the business is so much more interesting and so much um, better now for the 70 people that uh, yeah, right. so I was going to ask you mentioning all the different teams is it, so it's about 70 people yeah it's about now. 70 yeah, right. wow. um, around uh, around the country yeah got teams in uh Victoria, Queensland, South Australia, yeah. and New South Wales. And they sales teams, or what are those teams? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And well, look, they're sales teams, but they also more like brand, suppose. Uh, they're brand. They also, sort of, they yeah, also yeah. Um, are right across marketing activations within their yeah. territories as well. Um, yeah, right. So, when, so are those people sort of based there? Are they people? Yeah, that, yeah right. So they live there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh wow. Yeah. Right. We we always find that. Um, like like-mindedness, I know, will be something we've already so touched on before, but um, if you can find like-minded people anywhere, they're going to find people who, they're going to find relationships and venue partnerships yeah. and customers that are probably like-minded Minded. or, or yeah. actually respect what Young Henry's is doing. Yeah. So finding those people becomes really important. and always finding someone who knows the local market mm-hmm. you know like like we our Queensland team they are the perfect version of what a young Henry's person in Queensland is you yeah, know wow. yeah, it's cool. Cool. Yeah. It, it is cool it's really fun and it's really nice when you get to go up and you get to experience that like they've kind of created a, a Queensland young Henry's experience yeah, you wow. know and we get to go up and go wow this is a bit be different. It's still fucking young cool. Though. Of course still, it is, man. Yeah, 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 of course yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's really that's really great, you know. Yeah. Um, getting to sort of sort of allowing allowing people the agency to actually do something that's meaningful for them. Yeah. As well. Yeah, cool. So you, it's been nine years now. Mm. Is that right? Since it started. Nine years next Monday. Yeah, you're saying. We'll be awesome. will be when we sent our first invoice. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Right. Peterson Bowling Club took the first kegs. Did they? Yeah. 
Wow, that's cool. So that, so that, so that during that nine years, has there been stages where you guys have gone? You said it sort of grew pretty steadily up for the whole nine mm. years, but was there like was there points where it was just like, oh, this is a growth phase, and it sort of spurred it out more, and you guys were like, wow, okay, this is probably going to be bigger than what we thought, or did you always have this grand vision of having sort of such, I suppose, the business being on this scale, or? No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think grand vision was um, something we could ever boast. Yeah. <laughs> we look in the early days. Uh, you know, you'd wake up in the middle of the night thinking, "How the fuck are we going to pay this money back?" Yeah. You know. Yeah. That. Yeah, for sure. That sort of thing. But we, being, you know, being one of the first, you know, um, modern craft breweries yeah. in the inner city. Um, we had a really great run in those first few years of just people being interested. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People giving us a try, people putting us on tap. Yeah. Uh, and that was, you know, in, in, any, in any positive business story, there, is, there always has to be hard work, but there always has to be luck as well. Luck and timing. Yeah. And we, got a, we had a lot of luck and a lot of timing, and a lot of people really supported us through many fuck-ups. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we've made every single mistake that a brewery could make, yeah. pretty much, yeah. you know. Um, but we, we got an incredible level of support through our customers and through the marketplace, and it just, it kind of, it, started taking off. So, so that was like, it's interesting you say that. So when you, I suppose, first started to get into um, bars and, and pubs and things like that, was it, was it, was it an early, or was it an easy thing? Or was it, was there a little bit of like kickback there before you sort of? It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily easy. Yeah. Back then, like if I walk into a pub now. Yeah. Doing, doing a sales call, not that I do, but <laughs> if, 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 if I had to, like I did back then, um, my conversation now would be like, hey, I'm from Young Henry's. Yeah. Would you like to try our beers? Yeah. Back then it was, hi, I'm from Young Henry's. We make craft beer. What yeah. craft beer is, yeah, is so you, yeah, like, gotcha. you've, got so this, educating. you've got this huge yeah. educational piece. Yeah. And actually convincing old school publicans why they should consider having independent craft yeah. beer as part of their offering because your customers are eventually going to really want this yada yada so it was a, it's a it was a very different prospect yeah. you know we're trying to sell them on something that's coming eventually that you guys can see and you, you can see that yeah. yeah yeah it was it was very different conversations then and Whereas now, you know, we're in a marketplace of six to seven hundred different independent craft brewers, wow, yeah. and you know, you walk into a pub and they're actually saying, "Yeah, of course I know what craft beer is, but what's your point of difference? How are you going to support a venue? How are you going to, you know, like, like yeah. it's, so the market has um, evolved as it's yeah, expanded. As a, absolutely, yeah. which is which is cool because mm. you know, the independent craft market has steadily grown. Yeah. Um, because more people are becoming aware of it and now it's not now the question is do you like craft beer or not it's like who are your favorite craft brewers yeah, you know yeah. um, which which is cool and I think you know I, um, what is it there's 14 14 breweries in the inner west now something yeah, like that wow. and everyone has Everyone has their point of difference. Everyone has their sort of 
their different strengths and their different focuses and yeah. I don't really I, I don't really feel like we're really in heavy competition with the other brewers mm. it feels like essentially they just sort of make it I suppose the awareness bigger, so everyone wins. Everyone wins. So craft beer itself is growing. Yeah. So everyone wins. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's nice to be in an industry where that many different businesses that could be seen as competition, we actually all get along, and yeah, wow. there is. Um, a nice collegial atmosphere between us and if someone needs something yeah. like we've got a a chat going with most of the owners of all the different yeah, um, right. breweries yeah. in whatsapp yeah where people say like hey you know like has anyone got any can ends hey i'm, yeah, I'm right. down a bag of pal milk could anyone yeah, run right. around you know it's like, like a, that community sort of yeah yeah it's yeah, right. it's, it's really nice yeah and i suppose on the on, on the actual beer and the brewing side of it what how did you develop i suppose the recipe or how did it like of your, I suppose, of your most favourite beers or the ones that, is that, is that... Well, Natural Lager was the first beer that we ever made. Yeah. Um, and Richard wrote that recipe, and it is still almost exactly the same today as it was when he first yeah, written it. Right. So that one has stuck really, um, really well. The only thing we've had to change was some of the hops um, that were in that initial recipe stopped getting grown. Wow. So we had to sub out some of the hops. Yeah. Newtowner, we brewed for the first time when our company was nearly a year old. And that was, we've adjusted that recipe a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, sort of increased the increased the hot presence a little bit, changed, um, added, added in a third hop, whereas originally it was only two. Um, you know, stay up our mid-strength that we're drinking now. Yeah. Took nine R&D batches before we got that right, wow. before we were happy with it. Yeah, right. So, you know, and our IPA, our IPA has probably changed about, no exaggeration, I reckon the recipe's probably changed about 15 times. Right, right. You know? And, and why is that? Is that because you guys just keep tasting and going, you know what, this could do with something? Yeah, also different hop seasons. Yeah, right. um, so yeah, look, it's, it's, it's funny, no, there's no one, one answer really. Like, oh, yeah. As, yeah. as the natural products that we use, as they change season yeah. on season, we're tracking all of the different specifications. We're tracking all of those as data set. Yeah. So if bitterness is trending down, we need to look at that and we adjust hop oh, ratios. Or yeah. if, um, you know, hang on a second, is is that hop not, not performing as well this season yeah. as it was last season? You know, you have to take into account climate, drought, bushfire, yeah. all, you yeah. know. Like we're making we're making products with yeah. live yeast with natural yeah, ingredients. Yeah. It has to flex and move and um, yeah, you just every single beer that we make. So would you say then in that case it's more a sense of the young Henry's flavour is more controlled by you guys just tasting and keeping it in line? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every single beer that we make yeah. gets signed off by a brewer, yeah. head brewer, head of quality, and a director. Right. So all four of those people, they yeah. need to um, assess every specification. Yeah. 
write notes, score every specification, yeah, and then right. give an overall score and um, right. review of the beer. Yeah. So every single, you know, and so we're, we'll be doing that to maybe eight to eight to fifteen batches of beer a week. Yeah, you know, across yeah, right. keg. Can <laughs> bottle, <laughs> wow. you know. Yeah. So is that something you're always on top of? Always. Every week. Yeah. Wow. So there's a lot of just continually tasting. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing leaves without us. Yeah. Right. And if it, without us, literally tasting it, signing it, assessing it, yeah. and if it scores an average below 14, yeah, it does get released. It. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. And through being pretty diehard with that, we. We usually have pretty good quality because yeah. everyone, no one, no one short changes. Of course, and to get through a process like that, then the product's going to have to be good. You know I mean? Absolutely, yeah. and and also it gives it gives the brewers a lot of pride. Yeah, to know that people that we care. It's care. not like we we'll set this recipe, just keep making it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that, yeah. and that they care, like they assess their own work. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they're yeah. in there tasting it. This is a good one. Mm, there's something out on this, you yeah, know. Yeah. Is it is it an issue? Do we need to fix it, or is yeah. it just you know? Every once in a while, something happens, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And that's the that's the cool thing about. I mean, really, craft beer is trying to create something that is, you know, replicatable. You need to you're trying to make a consistent product yeah. with natural ingredients and yeah. live yeast you know yeah. it's kind of a little bit of witchcraft and it's similar to pizza in my game like of course you, you know, you've got yeah. yeast you've got flour you've got dough and so it's so like um, and coffee fits into this realm as well mm. you know what I mean like it's so um, temperamental at times absolutely you know what I mean because you are working with those live cultures and those live that live yeast yeah when yeah. the heat the cold heat, temp the, yeah. temperature yeah. weather yeah, all of these things yeah. can yeah. affect yeah and especially like yeah, what you're talking about, you're talking, you're using li like live yeast. Yeah. You know, mm. you're basically using this, like, what is it, uh, micro fungus that you're yeah. feeding, Correct. and yeah. you're wanting it to act a certain way. Yeah, yeah. And you got all the elements that are, are you know, summer. It's the same for us. Summer is a, is a different yeast ratio. It's you know, ch more chilled water or you know. Really? Yeah. It's all those little fundamentals that are similar. You know, what I mean, you're constantly checking it. Like Bailey will do pizza cooking and testing just to see how it's producing today. If we need to change oven temps or we need to take notes for the next batch of dough. You know huh. I mean? Yeah. So it's, wow. it's a similar thing. I know? never, I never thought about that, but of course that makes so much sense. Yeah. Same sort of thing. thing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. We're um. Sometimes in, I mean, sometimes in uh, like February, February, March, we need to actually dial up our um, our hops because mm. hops get harvested once a year, yeah. and that's the tail end of the season. So wow. their potency has sort of started dropping yeah, off. Yeah, right, because they've been stored or something yeah, for so long. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So right. you know, sometimes you have to push it a little bit more at that yeah, time of yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, our apple cider. Yeah. Man, fruit. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can go literally seasons, seasons yeah. different yeah. wild yeasts yeah. on the skins of the fruit, all yeah. those sort of things. Like, it's probably stuff you didn't even think about at the beginning. Of you not. just want to make beer. Fuck <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. it's, it, it's, I was talking to someone the other day, and it's like kind of that funny thing of um, 
if you knew everything about the business that you were starting, you'd never fucking start a business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but yeah. that's, 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 that's the fun part. That's though. the fun part. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like having kids. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. if you knew all of what it was, not that many people would do it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. but it's the discovery part that makes it fun and keeps it interesting. Exactly. And, yeah. You get in there and you work it out. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and man, take it back to the inner west. Like, why, I suppose, did you guys... Is it because you were you from here originally or something? Or why? So what made you start it here? When, when you're looking for a... When you're looking for a spot to build a brewery, yeah. you need a certain type of zoning, you need a certain footprint. Mm. And for us, we wanted it to be close to... Um, we wanted them to be able to be foot traffic. Yeah. We always said we wanted people to be able to walk to the brewery or ride a bike. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, okay. that was, um, yeah. I know that, that sounds like a weird um, variable. It probably makes sense because you don't want people to drive after too much. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And we, but we wanted, we wanted that, like, that neighborhood feel. Yeah. Um, and I went to Newtown High School, yeah. so I've always had... Uh, and then I went to Enmore Design Centre TAFE as well. Yeah. So, um, funnily enough, Young Henry's is right in between Newtown High and Enmore Design Centre. Yeah. Which is, I guess, a, a funny, funny thing. But I've always really loved this area, and mm. it's had a pretty profound um, effect on me and my life. Yeah. And. Uh, Richard was living in Glebe, in you know, obviously yeah. uh, in the inner west. So when we were looking for sites, one of the other fellas, Ian, he was living in Surrey Hills. So we were just looking around. We were just yeah, like, right. like we looked at sites in fucking Paddington and in Surrey Hills and in Alexandria and Waterloo. Like, yeah. We were just, we were just, we were looking. Yeah. We were just trying to find the the site that was going to be big enough yeah. and we could afford and all yeah. this sort of shit. Yeah. And um, then, yeah, one morning we uh, we saw this pop up on the internet, and we came down. It used to be an abrasive factory, like a sandpaper warehouse. Yeah, right. Wow. So we just walked in and literally walked in and just looked around. We we're like, yeah, we could do this. This is cool. And um, yeah, got the keys on the first of November yeah. 2011. So one 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 one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which, you know, like, I'm not, like, big on numerology, but there has to be something yeah. sort of specific about that, right? And we definitely nailed, like, I suppose, that neighbourhood feel mm. of this one, didn't you? Like, just, it's perfect, right off the main drag of Enmore, um, stuck in amongst almost residential. It's really, really that neighbourhood feel, isn't it? Yeah, it uh, is, and it's, um, it's, an important, it's an important element especially in the early days of the mindset you know you go to a baker to get your bread mm. go to a brewer to get your beer you yeah. know like that was sort of a, a part of our mindset and um, it's, it's nice now to see that that has been that mindset has been adopted right around the country mm. really really well there are so many people that while they obviously they go to pubs and bottle shops to get their to get their beer, yeah. there are so many people that support 
independent Australian locally owned businesses. For sure. You know? Yeah, it's absolutely. Australia's great. big big on that. Yeah. It is. And that's what you even see like some of the, the American chains that try and come here, they don't survive. Yeah. And it's because the Aussies don't you know, they'd rather support their local small mm. business, you know. Yeah. It's a it's an interesting thing how you've got that is absolutely the truth. Mm. But then you've also got the other ninety percent of the country who just want to drink Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, true. Yeah. So mainstream still doesn't reflect that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we still gotta but you know, we see that as runway for growth. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Like I think I can't remember what the percentage was. I feel like it, when when we entered the market, craft beer was around four percent of total volume, yeah. and it's now a bit over ten percent. Yeah, wow. so, like our market just continues growing in yeah. you know percentage of volume. Yeah, yeah. which is and pie just keeps getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, which is really positive, and I think that why that keeps increasing, sort of. I don't. I don't think a lot of people come to craft beer, drink craft beer for a couple of years and then go back to just drinking mainstream. Mm. You know, I think that, I think craft beer has got a pretty good way of once people come across, they we, we hold on to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. once, once people start drinking good wine, you don't go back. Yeah, well, I wasn't, myself, I wasn't a big beer drinker before craft beer sort of started, you know. So I'm exact, that exact sort of, I suppose, example of it. Yeah. I've kind yeah. of, um, I've heard a lot of women saying as well that, and I actually completely uh, agree with this sentiment that, you know, big beer marketing always excluded women, yeah. but also for a long-haired, you know, like tattooed, like music dude, yeah. um, big beer marketing didn't talk to me either. Like, yeah. it felt like I was excluded from that. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Whereas craft beer includes people. Yeah. And the marketing and the mindset of our industry yeah. is actually so much more welcoming and inclusive yeah. that people feel that they can be a part of it. They can see themselves in it, you know? Yeah, it makes sense, man, for sure. You're so. right, that was sort of more or less targeted at, like, I suppose when you think about beer campaigns, like, in the early days or a while ago, it was more or less, like, the dads or at home or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't that cool. It wasn't, yeah, it definitely was. Even my wife loves craft beer. Like, she's not big on beer, but craft beer should definitely have, you know? That's interesting, man. So I suppose in saying all that, man, what, what, what's the future for, for Young Henry's? What do you guys, I suppose, just you just go along with what you guys are doing at the moment or do you expand on the, the wholesale more and keep going? Or? I think... I think that sort of the mentality, growth is only acceptable if we keep growing in the Young Henry's way. Yeah. So we are more than happy to grow. And growth is a focus because we kind of feel like we've got this opportunity. Yeah, And sure. yeah. if you get an opportunity, sometimes you just got to yeah. run with yeah. it, right? Yeah. And you yeah. know, for nine years we've been, no one's ever gotten a dividend. Yeah. Everything that we earn goes back into the business yeah. and with the idea of growing next year. Yeah. And that creates burnout, but it also creates fun, excitement. Mm. You know, you don't know what's going to happen next year. Yeah. And it, I don't know. We means we get to add more interesting people and do more cool projects and it, it feels good, it feels exciting. Yeah. 
So look, we'll continue to grow for another few years, I think. And I'm not really sure what we'll do. I mean, obviously, there comes a point where you reach your natural, your your, your natural sort of point, and that'll be a time where we can look at, um, you know. What, what changes do we make then to yeah. production? And, um, it's all positive, really, man. Yeah, like, it's, good, man. it's awesome. Yeah. I'm not worried. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's. it's yeah. You're still having fun, enjoying it, and yeah, just keep going. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, right? Like, it's not growing for growth's sake, but sometimes if you've got an opportunity, just. you got to run with it, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. man. Well, mate, it's been awesome talking to you. Thanks, man. Thanks so much for, for allowing us to come and have a chat. It's kind of mate. felt like a bit of a therapy session. Nice <laughs> 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 awesome, man. Thanks, Heath, man. Thank and you, my friend. awesome, bro. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.